Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. And today we are joined by Nick Pereira. And Nick has been an entrepreneur for over a decade. As an author, trainer, and co-founder of the Freedompreneurs Club, Nick has helped thousands of small business owners become freedompreneurs. As an international lifestyle coach, Nick has become a valued asset to businesses and their owners around the world. Nick's personality gives him a unique ability to motivate, inspire, and help implement successful strategies to generate leads, convert more clients, and increase profits while maintaining the integrity of his spiritual life. Nick has been mentored and worked with some of the top coaches in the world, bringing practical ideas plus systems to any business he is involved in. As a coach, Nick fuses spiritual development, business development, and accountability into every aspect of his business, which allows for higher impact plus higher income. Vast him joining us today so we can all raise our businesses plus our consciousness a little higher. So, Nick, thank you for joining us, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. It's good to have you here. And, you know, we were chit-chatting a little bit before the call. Um, we're both on our grind, which it's so impact. Like, I think as entrepreneurs, like, we're doers. Like, we're really engaged in the doing, right? Like, the passions right. in, the, in the process. Now, but before you became an entrepreneur, before you got into this, before you got all this coaching and mentoring and were able to enable and help others, uh, how did you get started? Do you come from a family? Like, do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Like, how did you get going? Yeah, you know what? I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. That's the funny part of it. So I don't know what it was about me. Maybe it was just I saw the way that everybody else was living and I thought, you know what, that's not for me. And uh, my father worked uh, for a large corporation. He's worked there for, I don't know, 20, 30 years. He's actually retiring soon. He's going to be retiring at the same company he's been with. And my mom bounced around from job to job over time. She eventually found something that she liked, stuck that out for about five, 10 years now. So traditionally, everybody around me has worked the nine to five, worked for either the government or a large corporation and has made their living that way. From an early age, though, I decided that wasn't for me and that I was going to carve my own path. And at the age of 17, I started my own business. I started a little ceramic store selling decorations and ceramics in the flea market. And within five months, I had lost $5,000 and thought, <laughs> geez, this is rough. <laughs> I remember I had to work a summer roofing job, which was probably the, one of the worst jobs I've ever had, just to pay back the money that I had lost. However, I didn't, I didn't lose discouragement. I inherently knew that that was part of the journey and that I was going to do whatever it took to be successful. So from there, I went into the music industry. I spent many years in the music industry doing marketing and promotion for bands and acts. I personally put out a record and toured the country. And then from there, I really found myself into the entrepreneurship world. I got introduced really into the entrepreneurship world as a career, as entrepreneurship, as a study, entrepreneurship as a subject matter. Through the network marketing industry, I got involved with a network marketing company. And it was through that company that I found coaching and training and personal development and systems 
And that I just fell in love with. I fell in love with the idea of developing people personally. Because what happened with me with entrepreneurship, it started out like most people as a way to make money and a way to see financial success. But it became so much more. It became somewhat of a spiritual journey for me. It became a journey of discovering who I am and what I'm here to do on this planet. And so it became an involved into something so much more than just business. But business is a great vehicle. You know, everybody does business. Everybody's in the marketplace. Even people who are like, I don't do business. Of course you do. Every time you buy something, you're doing business. business every time you make a transaction, you're doing business. Every time you gain a new relationship, you're doing a type of business. So the marketplace is where people are at. And so that's what I realized is that the better that you were with people and the more that you grew yourself and that I grew personally, the better I was at business. And it was a natural correlation. That became my journey into coaching and training and sharing what I do with others. And of course, that's evolved even more over the last few years of specifically using the new marketplace, as I call it, which is the online world. Mm. Because places like Facebook, you know, here's what I call old school business. Old school business is you sign up for the Chamber of Commerce or the Board of Trade or your local networking events and breakfasting groups, which are still valuable. Don't get me wrong. These things are mm. absolutely valuable and a great way of making real connections and meeting real people and you go to the networking events you shake hands you know you do your little wine and cheese or whatever it is and you you network and then there's usually a follow-up to that there's usually a coffee shop meeting or a phone call where there's a relationship being built and then in that relationship there are opportunities whether that's to collaborate on something or to do like what myself or you do are doing right now you know being on your podcast there's all those kind of opportunities and of course sales opportunities come up What I call new school business is I get up, I grab my cup of tea, and I log on to Facebook. And when I log on to Facebook, I've logged on to a marketplace because a marketplace is where people are. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so people are on Facebook. People are on Instagram. People are on Twitter. Specifically, I use Facebook as, as my number one social media strategy. And so I log on to Facebook each morning, and there's my marketplace. And I've learned how to use Facebook to attract the ideal people that I want to be talking to, to have conversations with those people. What my equivalent to a coffee shop meeting is, is now a Skype call or a Facebook messenger call where we're, you know, where we're talking, <laughs> we're talking conversation, we're talking opportunity. And then we do the offer, mm-hmm. right? What's the opportunity out of that conversation? So the exact same system that people have been using literally for thousands of years, whether it was, you know, way, way back in the day where you would literally go down to the marketplace and everybody would be sharing what they have to the newer uh, era where it was join networking events and go to events to the newest of eras, which is what's happening right now, which is jump online. And Facebook is a 365 day, 24 seven networking event from my perspective, the way that I use it. And uh, it's absolutely been a wonderful experience. So that's been my evolution over the last 10 years of being an entrepreneur. You know, and I love how you say that because really technology is supposed to enable us. And people, we talk about AI and, you know, humans being blended with technology and becoming more like cyborgs. And a lot of people might have fear of that future unknown, but we're already cyborgs today. I mean, most of us are like even right now, I am communicating with you not with just my physical animal traits and ability, skills and abilities, but with a technological tool. Now, it's kind of clunky and clumsy and I wear it on my head. It's not, you know, connected to my brain, but it's still an extension of my human self. And so all these tools, that's all they really are. They're there to model our offline interactions in an online fashion. It's an evolution of how we already connect and how we already communicate. 
So something that even like email, like I know not to go into sidebar too much, but I know I've heard people complaining about email delivery rates a lot lately. And something that I've been talking about, at least in terms of email and, and social media is anyways, we'll, I'll get into that later. But with email, if, imagine if you just had a conversation with someone in a room and they just sat in the corner, they never looked at you, never acknowledged your existence. And all you did was bark at them all the time. Like, <laughs> what, would that be a healthy relationship? How would you categorize the quality of that relationship? So if you're emailing people and they don't open your emails, they don't click any links, they don't respond or click reply, that's how it's being perceived by a lot of the email service providers. And so it's the same thing. Like you talk about how online, how we're connecting online. It really is. It's a marketplace, but now I don't need to leave my home because I can go online and I can learn about you and I can go through your photos and profile and I can see what you like and I get to know all about you and I don't have to sit there across from you, you know, and, and pay for coffee and sit and, and ask you to have you tell me. And the other part of that as well is there's more transparency. I'm not subject to, like when I interview people, I check them out on social media. Like if someone's applying for a job or a position or something I want to know who they are and I've had people apply and I go look and they're like doing I saw one girl was doing lines of coke on her Facebook profile and I'm like what are you like what like no right like it's just anyway so (laughs) have a little discrepancy people (laughs) yeah yeah like geez geez like you know be careful um, uh, so that's really the world that we live in today, and it's just allowing us to do bigger, better, faster, more. So I love a, that. Yeah, that's exactly and, and you know, it's interesting because there's been studies, you know, there's there's a sort of a debate going on in the online world is is how real is the online world? You know, you look at someone's Facebook profile and you say, well, how real is that? Is that actually who they are or is it just a show? And there's been a few studies that I have read in blogs and, and different opinion pieces that have actually showed that someone's Facebook profile is a very good reflection of who they are. Is it all of them? No, absolutely no. not. Is it all you know, is it all of their being? No. But it does it give you some telltales about their personality, their overall energy or lifestyle? It does. Because if you look at social media, it's people showing themselves in the now, in the moment. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm up to. Here's what I'm eating. Here's what I'm reading. You know, here's the type of conversations I'm engaged in. So if, as you had already mentioned, you know, you checked out somebody and she's doing lines of coke on her Facebook profile. You know, unless that's her image she's going for, good chances are that is the reality of her life, that she's engaged in those type of activities. Right. If If you look at my... If you look at my profile and you will see and you check me out, that is real. That is my life. Are you getting all of my life? No, uh, you know, because I'm not 24-7 on Facebook Live. However, are you getting the general aspect of who I am and what kind of person I am? Absolutely, you are. And in Facebook or any social media that you're using, we got to be conscious of how we are showing up on social media. Just like you would be conscious, you wouldn't show up to the networking event, you know, haven't brushed your hair and you're wearing clothes that you've been wearing all week and you haven't showered, most likely you're not going to show up to the networking event like that. Well, don't show up on Facebook like that either, right? You know, Uh it's okay to give little pieces of, you know, here's my inside life because social media has this nice personal touch, but be conscious overall of the way that you're showing up on social media, especially if you're using social media, because we're talking in the context of using social media as a business tool. So the general population is using social media very socially, very, you know, just very loose and whimsically. However, if you want to use social media to grow your business, then you have to to bring a certain consciousness to that and say, I'm using this to grow my business. So we do business with 
people we know, like, and trust. That's the basics of business. So on your social media page, if I was to get to know you via social media, would I know you, would I like you, and most importantly, would I trust you? And you can create that type of relationship on Facebook. It's one of the big skills that I teach. Well, in Aristotle, he used to say actions define character, not words. And I think that, like, when you say, like, you know, someone at your social media profile, is this really, like, how real is it of them? But people have a misconception, and I don't want to get too philosophical, but you are not what you think you are. Like, you think you're this person behind the eyeballs that walks around and looks at life, but who, like, you are you even before you were formed. Like, mm-hmm. like you are you when you were being formed in your mother's womb. That's still you. And what is that? That's all part of you. Like, that's the thing. And I'm not trying to get like i said philosophical spiritual but it's the sequence of actions that you take that produces who you are not what you think you are when you walk into a room you know people see what you've done actions are such a real thing and people don't get that like actions are such a defining thing in our world like you said if you haven't shaved if you haven't showered haven't gotten dressed and you show up the Mm -hmm. lack of those actions represents who you are and action and inaction are kind of the same thing because they're both decisions and so that's really like you are the accumulation of the actions that you take in whether how you deal with people and the things that you do or don't do and so i think that social media is just a digital tattoo it's a digital footprint of those sorts of things so that makes a ton of sense now i kind of took us off track so i apologize now i want to get back to your growth as an entrepreneur and in business and what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced in your business career yeah that's i mean there's so many challenges as anybody on this entrepreneurial journey would know uh, because there's so many learning curves but i think one of the biggest challenges that i face is ultimately and and again you know i hate to it's just my nature to go philosophical on things right (laughs) so so my, my biggest challenge though has been me my biggest challenge i always butt up against is my own perceptions of the way that i think i am like you just mentioned i love how you said that you know you were not who we think we are you know so i may in my own head delude myself to thinking i'm this and i'm that and you know i've got it all together or i know all the answers but the actions speak louder so as i start to take action and move into certain strategies it was eye opening to see how limited i was in my own self and how my actions were not very congruent at the beginning Mm -hmm. with where I wanted to go or how I perceived myself. So I perceived Mm -hmm. myself as being super successful, but yet my actions were not lined up with that perception of myself. Mm -hmm. So that was a big challenge. And I would say wrapped up in that challenge, a big challenge that I had was getting around like-minded people. Getting around successful people, like being around someone like yourself, Daryl, who's had success, who's obviously just emanates success in your energy and the way that you show up. At first, I wasn't connecting with people like you. I wasn't connecting with people that were into developing themselves and understood life and business at deeper levels. Mm. So at the very beginning, it was difficult for me or I found it challenging to connect with the right people. But over time, as I grew myself and continued to grow my business, then I started, it's like, it's hard for me not to connect with the right people now, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to Mm -hmm. meet somebody and not have them be at a certain place in their life where they understand what it takes to become successful. So those were a couple of the challenges that I really Mm -hmm. faced along my journey. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really key thing because even in some of the businesses that I help out in, it is often the owner that's the bottleneck and they don't see it. They can't see it because it's almost like a flame. Fire can't understand itself. It understands water and 
wood really well because it's afraid of one and it mm. loves the other. But it's really hard to understand itself because it's so busy doing and being. So it's the same thing as the owner. They're so into it that they can't understand their shortcomings and where they're getting in their own way. And I remember that uh, I used to read a lot of Confucianism when mm-hmm. I was younker and it's basically talk about the path of the superior person and just how they shape themselves to the situation versus imposing themselves on a situation to be like water if you want to quote Bruce Lee you know and that that water I mean it's one of the most amazing elements on the planet because it's adaptive it'll wear down rock you know it'll fill up any hole and it provides life to everything it's it assimilates into every structure so a lot of times as the owners like you said we try to like be like a a rhino just charging through and like implementing I'm going to implement my plan but the reality is is that you don't realize that like if your staff are leaving it might not be because or if you've lost staff the staff member probably was fully capable and competent what they lacked was the training support and feedback they needed to know how to do a good job like there's Mm. things like that where people have this again we're this inside out perspective and it's not always a true view of the world and self as whole I think that's a really important one to note for everyone listening, to take a hard look at themselves and to maybe be willing to ask the people around them to give them candid and maybe anonymous feedback on their strengths and weaknesses um, in different scenarios, whether it's professionally and personally, whether it's in certain areas of the business. How do you think I am with, you know, managing tasks? How do you think I am with leading the company? How do you think I am with handling customers, clients, and sales? Because it may surprise you that you may not be strong in all the areas that you think you are. And the best thing you can do is to not focus on improving your weaknesses as crazy as that may sound, but it may be to lean into your strengths and then to hire for your weaknesses, hire people who are strong where you are weak because it's a team effort, right? Everything in business has to be a team effort. I couldn't do this call without you. It would just be me talking to myself in a room. <laughs> That's <You> know, right. Like... <laughs> and, and, and the more that we can accept that business is a team game, it's a team sport. And so even if you're a quote unquote solopreneur, which I don't believe in, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I really don't believe in this idea. I'm a solopreneur, you know, because there is no such thing. Because even if, well, if you're first of all trying to do it all by yourself, then my guess is that you're not having the success that you want. Mm-hmm. And that was another challenge that I faced because I was being the solo solopreneur, my idea of living a freedompreneur lifestyle was, well, I'll get up, I'll run my business, I'll make my money, and then I'll just do my thing. Mm-hmm. And I, the less I have to manage other people or tasks, the better, the more free I'll be. But actually what ended up happening is as I tried to build my business with that mentality, uh, freedom was nowhere to be found. Why? Because I was working 24-7. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a lot of things that I wasn't good at. Mm-hmm. So I was spending a lot of time learning skills that even today I'm still not good at. Now I've learned over the journey what you just said was, Nick, what are you good at? You're good at getting out there. You're good at spreading the message, connecting with people, and I'm great at creating opportunities, whether that's sales opportunities or exposure opportunities. And I'm very good at creating opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I spend the majority of my time now talking to others, doing interviews, being interviewed, and creating opportunities through that medium. And everything else, I've built a team around me to leverage. And once I've been able to do that, income has increased. People are happy around me because they're able to get paid well, and more people are being served. So I love that whole idea about leaning into your strengths, playing to your strengths, and leveraging the rest. Mm, yeah, I, I think so. Now, what would you recommend to anyone if they're in business and they've either got a new business or they're in an existing business and they're going through a phase where they're struggling or they're uncertain about where their income's going to be in the future? They've got instability and uncertainty and perhaps frustration in their life. Maybe even a little bit of overwhelm, what would be your recommendation for them? 
Invest in training and coaching. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a coach. I'm saying that because that is, it's like, well, obviously. Obviously, the answer is to buy my services. I mean, of course. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) obviously. So I'm not pitching me. You know, you can, if you resonate with me, great, reach out. But if you don't, find somebody else. The game changer for me was a coach. Mm. And that's why I became a coach eventually. You know, I owned a commercial cleaning company before I was a mm. coach. I was in network marketing before I was a coach. And in both those businesses, I saw success. And how did I see success? Only when I started working with mentors that had success in those mm. fields. So for instance, if you find yourself stuck or you find yourself being very frustrated, good chances are it's because there's some blind spots or there's some things that you are unaware of, whether that's about yourself, which you know we've talked a lot about, or within your actual business model and system. Because yes, we, you know we talked a lot about the introspective work, which is a huge part of this journey. But let's not also forget the how-tos, the strategy. So you can be the most introspective, self-aware person, but you still have to learn how to do the right things at the right time. Mm -hmm. So there is a formula to success. It's not by accident. And so if you find yourself stuck and frustrated, get with some people who have already had that success or have the lifestyle that you want and do whatever it takes to get in front of them, to get into their mind, to understand what they understand so that you can discover some of the blind spots, whether that's within yourself or within the business model that you're building, and you can make those adjustments. Mm. And the other thing, too, is, you know, we talked a little bit about this and that idea of uh, that Bruce Lee, be like water, which I absolutely loved. Be like water in your business as well. Um, One of the things that I'm doing currently is Facebook. You know, I do Facebook marketing and Facebook has this uh, Facebook live feature, which came Mm -hmm. out not too long ago, which really was a game changer Uh, because now it had this opportunity to go live at any time and connect with my audience and answer questions and build relationships. It's been a real game changer. Well, there's a new addition to that now where you can now interview people on Facebook live. Mm Well, I've just started implementing that as a strategy, and I've literally just started doing this in the past week, and my exposure has gone up, and so have the amount of relationships I've built just in this last week. And you know what? Is that going to be the end of it? No, because Facebook is going to change again, or there's going to be some platform that we're not even aware of that's going to show up in the marketplace and totally change the marketplace again. Mm-hmm. And we got to be willing to adapt our models and our strategies to the marketplace as it adapts. We want to be like water. And be adaptable and mimic what's happening so that we can adapt with what's going on and be able to move forward. So I would say seek mentorship and see where you're maybe not being flexible and see if there's some opportunities to be flexible in your business. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really important. Mentors are really important. What is it? The pioneers get the arrows, the settlers get the land. And there's <laughs> not really it. a lot of new things happening under the sun. Like in reality, yeah. when you look at like the technological advancements that have pushed our civilization forward, when you look at uh, any new development, the groundbreaking, like species changing stuff, it's far and few between. A lot of us, regrettably, are just copying something that's happened before. I'm sure even in the medieval times, the great rulers had coaches and consultants. I'm sure that people had people come and help clean their little mud hut i'm sure that you know like people needed to groom themselves somehow a lot of the stuff is just a new iteration of something that's already existed previously and so like you said if just by talking to someone who's been there done that i mean it's it's a really straightforward path to success
access. And I think that's something people are afraid of. I think people can be afraid to share their secrets with a mentor because the reality is, is that relationships change, you know, and so you might mm-hmm. confess something to a mentor and worry that they might use it against you or something. But really, at the end of the day, it's not going to matter in 5,000 years. It's not going to matter in 10,000 years. So do whatever it takes to get where you want to be right now. I think that's really, really, really important. So what do you see are some of the biggest mistakes your clients make? We talked about some of the things that we would recommend to someone that's struggling, but what are the big places, what are the things that trip people up? Where do they get stuck? Yeah, so one of the big things that I see, especially for uh, startup entrepreneurs, which is generally the um, people that I'm generally working with in the first one, two, three years of their business building online, even if you're super successful and you're now building online, there is this big mistake or this big trip up of chasing shiny lights. So every two days, there is going to be a new marketing system or a new, um, Mm. you know, funnel that you can build or a new application that you can use. And while you want to be adaptable and use the new technologies to increase what you're doing, you also want to be conscious of chasing shiny lights. So one of the big things that I see is people just aren't simply sticking out their strategy long enough to see it come into fruition. Mm -hmm. So they do it for a month or two months Mm -hmm. or they join a program or they've joined. And this happens in the Freedompreneurs Club. Like I tell people, I'm like, if you're here more than three months, I'm more surprised. Right? People say, really? And I have a great retention rate. I don't have a lot, a lot of uh, attrition in my business. I've worked with people two, three years as a coach. I've built long-term relationships. But the honest stat is that when people come in, they don't plug into to all the uh, mm-hmm. what's there to be offered. And then within two to three months, they're out. And then I can see a week or two weeks later, they're into some other program. Mm-hmm. And that pattern happens in that program. And then they go and they come what I'd be called like program junkies or seminar junkies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where they just move from one training to the next training to the next training or the next opportunity the next opportunity and they never fully see it through so i think that's really important that from the beginning you come in with the winning mindset not the mindset of oh, i'm going to give this a try and see how it goes but really i'm going to implement this strategy until it works mm. if you've seen that it works for other people then it works and you know it works mm. so then you got to know why isn't it working for me and then learn again look at the blind spots learn the things that you may not know about the strategy until it's working for you. So that's a big trip up that I see people not giving it enough time to make it work in the way that they know it can work. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really well said. A lot of times things cost twice as much as people think it's going to cost and take two or three times as long as they think it's going to take. One of Mm -hmm. my favorite quotes about mastery is do it until it becomes dull and then keep doing it until it's beautiful. (laughs) I love that. Oh, my goodness. That's so good. That's so good. (laughs) Right, because it it gets to the core of it. I mean, the reality is is that we're born and we die. People argue, want to debate where we came from and where we're going. That's great. But guess what? We got some time on this planet. And the reality is is that you're going to have to do something to provide for your yourself, your family, and your loved ones. And you're going to spend more time doing that than you are anything else. You're going to spend more time at it than you are sleeping, than you're going to be making love to your significant other or others, uh, or, you know, time with your kids, time with friends, family. You're going to spend more time doing that than anything else. So it's something you either need to love or need to be able to learn to love and just accept that. And that's really it at the end of the day. And I know we all dream of lives of, you know, and and people sell fantasies and dreams all the time. And I've worked with people who have made millions of dollars. I've rubbed elbows with some of the richest people in North America. I've worked with them. I've worked for them. I've also slept on mud floors in the slums of Africa. I was in Kibera for three weeks, four weeks, uh, sleeping on a mud floor. It rained. The hole developed in the roof. We had like a river through the living room. I mean, even just recently... 
I was in the Philippines and I was again with some really poor people. And, you know, it's funny because wealth, it's funny how you define it because once I was in, you know, I, I mean, even when I was in Tokyo, I remember my girlfriend, I was, uh, I was at the time, um, I was with her for about six years. We went to Japan together to go explore that country. And when we were in there, I remember we went to Harajuku, which is a really famous shopping district. It's a lot of clothes and stuff, but beside Harajuku is like Tiffany's and Gucci and Versace and all these fancy stores. But what also is really hard to not notice as you go down that street, aside from all these big name stores, is all you can smell is feces from the sewers. Like that's all you can smell. And I remember just walking. And at the time we had just discovered that when you smell something, it's because uh-huh. little particles of it are touching your nose. So we're like, we're like, we are walking through mist clouds of feces right now. Yes. People are lined up outside stores to drop thousand bucks, <laughs> 5,000 bucks in these handbags. But like, we can't even have like clean air like who's rich right like who so it's oh, again it's, it's funny to define so it's really just better to have a pre- yeah. like, I love what I do I love right. calls like this because I get letters from people text emails that I'm helping improve their lives helping them provide for their family and their staff boom I'm good I can do this for the rest of my time you know and that's something everyone listening to this call you got to figure out what that is and what that's going to be it's going to be up and down but you really just have to love it for the process you have to love like embrace the grind when you talk to people that are world champions at stuff like this is something we say often I've trained with a lot of world champions and they say that you don't become world champion at the world championship tournament you already are the world champion when you get there it's just that's when everyone finds out and so the most world champions they love the grind they love the process they're in it for the lifestyle like they just love everything about it they like i love the training i love optimizing my sleep and my diet and i love training with the best people who find my weaknesses and you know like they just they have a passion for what they do and because they love it and enjoy it like i don't think anyone's ever won a gold medal i was like i hate this sport i'm never playing it again and then they quit i think that's really really uncommon so i think sorry i kind of took the mic i'll get off my soapbox but i think just to speak to what you said well just the persistence part the persistence part is just by having a big why yeah no that's cool i preach it preach it it. and it's gonna be good some days it's gonna be bad guess what so's the weather you know it doesn't sun doesn't shine all day but it doesn't rain all day either and so it's same thing with life and things about keeping that past so i think that's a great tip for those people to just you know to hunker down and to change their approach like if what you're doing isn't working change your approach but don't disconnect from the goal don't disconnect from the, the strategy the plan you know just see maybe you know instead of trying to run through this brick wall is there a door just around the corner like if i just change the angle i'm, I'm coming at this thing from uh maybe i can get you know get a little bit further so yeah and oftentimes there is you know there mm-hmm. oftentimes there is a door right there but again it's a blind spot you're not seeing that door so you may be trying to ram through that brick wall and again that's why i said you know seek some mentorship listen to podcasts like this because this expands mindset and it expands your perception so i love that and i love what you you know i love that that you got on your soapbox and, and gave us that because that was really it's so important to remember that persistence and the love of doing it like loving the whole part of it like not just the part where you get recognized at the world championships or mm-hmm. you know you go to the you go to the award ceremony and you get the you know new business of the year award or whatever it is right those are nice or you know mm-hmm. those are nice and those come and go but if you're not loving the day to day of it you're not going to last because those little high moments, I call them those, you know, those pleasurable high moments where you get some recognition or you get featured on something or whatever it is, they mm-hmm. come and go. But day to day, you got to be doing it. You know, the boxer is in the ring day to day. 
you know, he's not doing interviews. Nobody's looking at his stuff. Only when it's fight time does he get that type of admiration or recognition. But all prepared, it's all about the preparation. And if you don't love the preparation part of it, and if you don't love what you're doing, then you're not going to last. And maybe that is why people are jumping from shiny light to shiny life, because you mentioned it, that word, your why, knowing your why, why do I do this? If you're not connected to that why, then I think that it's very easy to get off track and, and chase shiny lights because you're chasing a result rather than building a lifestyle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, I think to some people's credit as well, and just to be candid, sometimes people don't know why, like what their why is because they haven't done enough things to find it. Mm. And then you do need to do a lot of seminars. You do need to jump into different programs. You do need to try a lot of different jobs. You do you need to volunteer. You do need to do different types of things. You do need to get involved in other people's projects. You know, that's part of how I found what I wanted. I mean, in the beginning, I had a, I had my own business. I mean, I've had a couple of businesses. I was on the seminar circuit, all that sort of stuff. And I was just volunteering to help people out. And I found it so rewarding. And I love the feeling of being like the guy sitting in Central Park playing eight games of chess. And that's when I ended up helping out a lot of people. And then I realized I was spending almost more time on other people's business than my own. And I was still making enough that I was okay. It was a subscription model. And I, you know, and the content I was on top of, and so it was fine but I wasn't really pushing to make it like a seven figure business and that's kind of where I really realized that that's where my passion is is really being a coach and helping other people and, and getting into the game so um, I, I can already tell from you you've got a ton of experience and I can already tell that you've been through it with enough people to kind of see the trends as they come and go and, and hopefully uh, probably pick up on things as they're about to happen so that's huge as well do you feel that you've had any habits that have helped you and habits that you see in your most successful clients that make them that give them a better chance at being successful? Yeah, absolutely. I find that the people that I work with and for myself, actually, the more that I focused on my health, then my business started to improve, Hmm. which is, again, is sometimes interesting that, uh, you know, at first, especially in my younger days, I didn't make the correlation there. But what I have found is that people who are generally healthy in nature, I'm not talking, you know, that they have to be bodybuilders or hardcore in any way, but generally have a consciousness about their health, that there's a correlation between their success as well, because it takes energy to win at business. It takes a certain amount of longevity. Like, for instance, me and you are chatting today. We're doing this podcast, but we've got other calls lined up. Like, we've got three, four, five calls lined up. I know for me, I've got three, four, five, sometimes six calls lined up. I think tomorrow I'm literally on calls from, I think, 8.30 a.m. till close to about 8.30 at night. It's going to be a full day tomorrow. If I was not in physical shape to be able to handle that, then I would not be able to be effective on those calls. I wouldn't be able to show up. You know, between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m., generally people take this dip of energy, right? If you have habits that allow yourself to really maximize your energy, then I find that you're going to be more successful in business because you're going to have the focus and the energy that it takes to stay present and stay, um, have a certain amount of quality that you bring to each moment and bring to your work. Mm -hmm. So for me, I do yoga and meditation every single morning, Mm -hmm. and that is the habit that has really helped me stay focused and keep my energy up throughout the day so that I can do more things within my business and bring more quality to the things that I'm doing. Mm, I I can definitely agree with that as well. I think there's a lot of uh, transferable skills in any sort of activity or sport, whether it's yoga or CrossFit or jujitsu or basketball or whatever. You go through things where you realize that really I'm never really playing the game when I'm 100% or, you know, if I did it when I only felt like doing it, I really wouldn't get in all the hours that I need to to make meaningful gains, you Mm. know. 
And and the seeing the proof of learning over time, to see, like you said, the focus and the discipline, to be able to take and break down into small pieces your practice and to develop that and hone that, you know, to realize that, oh, I need to focus on different areas. Like you mentioned yoga. So maybe you're going to do more twists or maybe you need to do more balance or inversion work. Or maybe you've got, you know, you're not equally flexible on both sides. Or maybe you're really flexible, but you're getting aches and pains in your joints because they're not strong. Right. Because that is a common thing in yoga, right? Mm-hmm. People that get injured, it's because they don't have the strength behind it and they're hyperextending themselves yes so there's a lot of different things and that happens and guess what if you just give up that's failure but if you don't give up you keep going you can only persevere Failure is only there if you give up. If you keep in the game keep moving forward i saw this great video it was a lady with no arms no legs doing crossfit wow uh and it's like she's got little stubs yeah and she uses chains they, they put chains around her little stubs and they tie it to the barbell and she's doing cleans and jerks Wow. And she's doing squats. Her stubs lower down and her butt hits the ground and then she comes back up on her stubs and she's doing like 70 pounds, you know? And meanwhile, I know full-grown adults that can't even do that with 70 pounds. You know, it's just that perseverance, that determination. And it's, again, it's about having a goal. And it's a lot of, I think, is even about having a purpose for why you live. Like, if yes. you have no purpose, then you just go kill yourself. Like, I'm sorry, maybe I'm going to get some hate mail on the from saying that on the podcast, but like, find a reason to live. And instead of killing yourself, then just go give yourself. Go to the most dangerous place in the world and offer to help some people that need it. Offer to help get them out of safety if your life is so worthless. Like, you know, that part, I feel like there really are zombies. Like, we live in a zombie apocalypse where most (laughs) people are asleep at the wheel. Like, people didn't used to care about animals. They say they're just chemicals and it's just chemical reactions and you know, and they're just responding to stimuli. I feel like a lot of people are kind of like that. Like, they're not really aware or awake. They have the full potential to, but they need some sort of awakening to happen. Something. You hear about some of the best entrepreneurs having hit rock bottom. Yeah. You know, that that's a wake-up call. And generally, it's unfortunate. You don't have to hit rock bottom to have your wake-up call. I mean, you could be listening to this right now, and this could be the wake-up call. It's really a decision to wake up. It's a decision to say, okay, I'm hearing what these guys are saying, but am I going to do something with what I'm hearing? Am I going to make that decision? And I love how Tony Robbins breaks that down, you know, decide, right? You know, it means to kill off, meaning killing off any other option. I am going to be successful, right? So decide, you know, like other words with side or homicide pesticide, suicide, decide, right? It all means to kill off. So when we make a real decision, it means we've killed off any other option. So you got to make the decision that I'm going to make my life happy. I'm going to, I'm going to be happy. I remember there was a time, this was years ago. And I remember I was going through some tough times in the business and that was affecting personal life and health, everything. It was just a very tough time, which we all go through. And I remember I was in tears. I was with my girlfriend, Sarah. I was in tears and I was just like, I can't do this. And she said, what do you mean? It means you're going to quit. And I said, no, I can't do this. Meaning I can't feel like this anymore. Mm. I was like, I, I can't do this, this, this whole, oh, my life is crappy and this pity me and this, you know, things aren't going well. This whole unlucky feeling that I was carrying around with me. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I actually made a decision. I said, I'm going to be happy. I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't care what the number in the bank is. I don't care what my waistline is at this moment. I don't care at any of this. All I care is I'm going to be happy. I'm going to accept myself. I'm going to accept life and I'm going to be happy. I'm choosing to be happy. Mm. And I'll tell you something. I went to sleep that night and I woke up and I've progressively been happy and happier and reached new levels of joy in my life since that moment. And it was because I finally made the decision to be happy. I no longer left it up to the circumstances. Well, mm-hmm. if this happens, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, if that happens, then I'll be happy happy because that's how I was living. And so it really comes and it's unfortunate that we have to reach these places of rock bottom or these sort of dark places before we make these decisions. But you don't have to wait till you get to those places. You can just simply in the moment decide, okay, this is it. I'm going to make happy. And then 
the all-important actions. What actions will you take that will be different? Because you can say, well, I decide to be happy, but it will show up, like you said, it will be defined in your actions. A happy person takes different actions than a non-happy person. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know what actions happy people take, then go find some happy people and search for them. Seek them out and find out what is it that they're doing and see if you can start to mimic that. And then like you said, you know, you'll have a discovery process. You'll find yourself by discovering others, you discover yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's like, oh wow, Daryl does that and he seems like a happy guy and he seems like he's having success. Great. Well find out what Daryl's doing and then start to mimic that. And maybe that's about starting your own podcast. And then you get started and you realize, well it's not really podcast, but I love to blog. I actually love to write. Mm -hmm. And then so from one idea, it morphs and you discover what it is that you're meant to do or what it is that you're good at. Another thing that I would suggest to is, you know, get into some like there are a lot of things you can do, personality tests or strength discover, mm. um, strength based discovery tests that you can do where you discover what you're good at and what you're not. Look to what you're naturally good at and use that as kind of a, a compass. Well, I'm naturally good at talking to others. I'm naturally good at writing. I'm naturally good at doing, you know, maybe I'm very technical in nature. Well, whatever that you're naturally good at, use that as kind of a starting point if you don't know where to start to discover what it is that you're good at and to give yourself purpose and meaning. And I always tell people, like you said, you know, if you don't have a purpose in life, your first purpose is to find your purpose. Mm -hmm. If someone says, I don't know what I want to do, I say, great, that's your first step. Yeah. And that's the exploratory process. Uh, you know, go to different seminars, connect with different coaches, look at different businesses, just go out there and give yourself permission to explore. Mm. And then as you're exploring, I mean, ultimately, that's what I did. I explored, I explored and I explored and I explored and I still explore. And then over time, it's like my exploration took me down a path. Mm. And this is the path that I'm walking today. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like I intentionally was like, this is how I'm going to build my business and this is what I'm going to do. Of course, I had ideas to get started with. But those then transformed as I kept exploring and discovering more about the market and more about myself. Then it's led me down this path. And I'm open that it may transform as I continue to go. I, I, I assume it will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always say movement over meditation. It's the one thing <laughs> a monk will never tell you is that you'll learn more from movement than you will from meditation because you can sit and ponder on something forever. But until you get up and do something, you don't get any feedback. So you don't know if it was the right thing or the wrong thing. And it's exactly that. You can try to meditate on what your life purpose is forever. But until you get out there and try some things and fall on your face and laugh and cry and have something that really resonates with you and you're like, man, I really love that. I mean, because a lot of people, they say, you know, reverse engineer and make a map of your life from today going all the way back to childhood. Just write down a timeline of everything you can remember, everything that was like meaningful or jumped out and try to find the common thread among them. And if I do that, I find out that, oh, I did babysitting and oh, I had some people delivering papers under me and I, all these things. Oh, I was a camp counselor. All these things where I was a coach. But really, at the end of the day, it's you can still see it moving forward if you just do a bunch of stuff. You know, meditation is powerful. It's really important. I meditate on a daily basis, but you'll find way more success from movement than you will from just meditating on it. And as far as the happiness thing, you have to make yourself happy. If anyone listening to this is on antidepressants, I strongly encourage you to get more sunlight, get more sleep, exercise daily, yes, daily, and uh, go on a real food diet, which means if it has a food label on it, it's not food. 
okay? It started off as food, it went through a factory, came out, and it's no longer food. Real food grows and rots. That's real food. Animals eat other animals, and that rots. Herbivores eat other plants. No one's eating rocks. No one's eating wood. Even beavers, they chew it up, spit it out, and make a home out of it. So real food, a real food diet. Do those couple of things, and I promise you'll either won't need those antidepressants or suddenly your life will be changed. And guess what? It all revolves around doing stuff. There's no happy pill. I mean, there is a happy pill, but trust me, you're not going to wake up feeling happy after taking it forever. You know? <laughs> and I think there's a like a kind of manufactured happiness and real happiness. Mm-hmm. And everybody inherently knows that difference. I think mm-hmm. we all know that difference inside if we're honest with ourselves. And I love that. I love how you touched upon food because that's something that honestly has been a, quite a journey for myself, changing a lot of my, you know, talked about habits that I've had to change to become a freedompreneur, to live the lifestyle that I do today. One of the big habits that it's consistently I'm still improving on is the way that I eat mm-hmm. and what goes into my body. And I read this book one time, uh, a health mentor of mine gave it to me and it was just called Real Food. It was a simple book. It was maybe 50 pages long. And why? Because the guy didn't really have much to say other than eat real food. Like he just kept repeating mm-hmm. it, like eat real food. And then, you know, he gave some great advice. Like, you know, it's in the grocery store, stick along to the outside, mm-hmm. right? Try mm-hmm. to avoid the middle because the middle's all the box stuff, all the packages stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, so mm-hmm. if you stick around to the outside of the grocery store, you tend to do better. And so he gave some real good practical advice that really helped me. You know, uh, one of my first mentors said protein produce, right? You have mm. protein, you have produce. If you stick to like these that. two, yeah, if you stick to these two peas, you'll be fine, yep. you know? And again, these are very, very simple little things to do because really, you know, you think about health. Health is a billion dollar industry. I mean, billions and billions of dollars are being spent on lotions and potions and, you know, juices and all these, all these kind of uh, things that come out. And when you break it down, everybody knows how to be healthy, eat real food and exercise more. Yep. So oh, yeah. it's so basic, but yet billions of dollars, it's a billion dollar industry. It's like, well, why is everybody looking for all of these magic pills? Because we want to manufacture our happiness and we don't want to take responsibility for our life. We have to create a lifestyle. And the lifestyle mm-hmm. that we're creating is, as we kind of circle back in our conversation is a continuous action, one action to the next action. Even when you think you're not in action, that's still an action. So there's no such thing as not being in action because it's all a decision and every moment we take an action and depending on the accumulation of those actions we get our life and developing happiness is the same thing consistently taking action onto the things that give you happiness and joy and that put you into a healthy state this over time is going to compound and give you your life Mm -hmm. i love the correlation between food and business success Mm-hmm. To be honest, I've started juicing my uh, fruits and veggies and drinking that every day. And um, I'd still eat whatever I wanted. Like if I was hungry, I would eat. But man, it's been, I don't I won't say life changing because I've already been just through various businesses I've been in and stuff. I've already been fairly health conscious, but it's phenomenal. I did a workout DT in CrossFit, took me 14 minutes and uh, I was going to be 14 minutes, 20 seconds, but I failed my last rep. So it took me 16 seconds to get that last rep done. So my time was 1436 to do it. And then a week later, I did the exact same workout. The only thing that I know is any different was that I was on veggie and fruit juice and I was eating pretty much pure produce and just taking some protein shakes in a day to make sure I got adequate protein and I that day I showed up I was like on three and a half hours sleep uh, I was like 2 33 o'clock in the afternoon not my best energy time I remember I showed up my coach was like all right so today we're gonna beat your time out and I was like whoa hold like <laughs> slow down cowboy I'm just here to put in some work like that's it I'm giving myself plenty of rest I'm not pushing it and I my time was 13 16 wow I cut a minute 20 seconds off my time 
time. And the only thing that was different was I was eating better. My, I have back acne that cleared up. I mean, the food's just so important. It's like if you put water in your gas tank, right? How far is it going to go? Right. You know, and so it's the same thing with your body. I think health is wealth. We said that before yeah. earlier, but it's such an important thing. I know people that have made millions of dollars and sacrificed their health for it, and they spend all the money that they made trying to get their health back. Yeah. You know, you got it. It's an ebb and flow. You, you don't want to sacrifice the relationships that really matter. You don't want to sacrifice your health. And that's where like money can't buy you happiness. You know, not having money, it's a dire situation. So do what you got to do to get your roof and food taken care of, but then start eating right. And it's cheap and it's delicious. If yeah. it's not delicious, it's, you're not doing it right. That's right. It's delicious. I mean, I had a craving for pizza. I got some pizza yesterday and I ate it and it tasted delicious going down. And then I, I literally felt sick. I was like, oh my God, I wanted to come home and like have a bunch of ginger or something. I was like, I, what can I do to dissolve this lump of whatever in my gut? And I used to love pizza. Yeah. I gave the other half to my buddy. I was like, dude, I can't eat it. I feel sick. I was like, I literally feel sick right now. Uh, I'm crazy because I used to love pizza, but it's just a ton of bread. So anyways, yeah. I digress. What do you think was the best advice you ever got? Jeez, the best advice I ever got. Wow, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say the best advice that I ever got was I remember I was is, is mentorship is training. I remember I was in this network marketing company and I was struggling. And I remember I was feeling very frustrated and I called up my, uh, one of my mentors in the business who's very successful in the business. And, you know, I was, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving him the complaining, you know, I'm doing everything. I'm out there. I'm doing presentations and I'm talking to people and nobody's signing up and blah, blah, blah. And he said to me, Nick, it's not what you're doing. It's who you're being hmm. that makes the difference. And I said, what are you talking about? I read The Power of Now. I read Eckhart Tolle, right? You know, I, read, right. I read the book, right? And he said, Nick, you can read the book all day long. But until you experience it for yourself, it's not going to make a difference. He said, so you can do the philosophy or you can actually do it. And you need to move mm -hmm. from philosophy to action. And so what he did is he said, I want you to hang up right now. I want you to call. And he gave me a number. And he said, I want you to call these guys. And I want you to register for their next weekend program. And I thought, geez, oh, my gosh. I, you know, you want me to spend more money? But I don't have money. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I called. He said, just call. So I did. <laughs> so I called. And I was like oh i was told to register for this course you know my mentors tell me to do this blah, blah blah i don't have a lot of money you know it was like 600 bucks for the weekend or whatever it was and so the guy worked out something with me you know he's like can you put half down now put half later so i said yes so you know i maxed out my credit card putting my half down i went and i did this weekend course and it brought so much awareness to me that i literally came out of the course and about three days later funny enough i met somebody in the course who then gave me an opportunity to make some more money i asked for double the amount of money that I usually ask for for these type of jobs that I was working and boom he gave it to me he said yes without hesitation mm -hmm. and I walked out of there out of that meeting going oh my goodness I could have always been making more money I just wasn't asking for it I was asking mm -hmm. for you know this amount when I should have been asking for this amount and literally my life had changed from that course and it was amazing because I, at the time, it was a struggle for me to spend money on training or development. And now I totally understand that the more that we invest in ourselves, then it actually comes back to us 10 times. So, mm. you know, so I think one of the best pieces of advice was shut up and go call this company and do it. <laughs> and it was pretty much like that. Like it was like, I'm not messing around. I'm not, we're not having a half an hour discussion where I'm, you know, he didn't want to hold my hand or, you know, he, he was done hugging me. Like, do it. That's right. Yeah. Just do it. That's it. Yeah. The conversation was over and that was the best thing he did. He's like, just do it. And that's it. And, you know, talk to me when you've done it pretty much. And it was kind of like, if you do it, great. I'm going to keep supporting you. Kind of the vibe that I got was, but if you're not willing to do this, like you need to stop calling because you're obviously not willing and ready. And 
so I did it, and I'm so grateful that he did that and was like that and, uh, and that I did it. That's awesome. That's such great advice. That is really good advice. Again, because you don't know what you don't know. That's right. right. You have to constantly be growing. If you're not growing, you're stagnating. There's only really two stages of in life, and that's growth and death. And either you're growing or you're fighting entropy. That's, that's right. That's basically it. You know, you're born as an infant, and then you're growing to a full-grown human. And as soon as you pass that peak, you are now fighting entropy for the rest of your life. And that's it. So you got to stay focused. you got to do everything you can to stay in the vibration and around the peers and people that are going to push you towards, you know, delaying kind of the inevitable and staying where you want to stay and avoiding the massive pitfalls. So, Nick, you've been really forthcoming and really candid and honest in this interview. Now, are there any questions I should have asked you that I haven't asked you? Um, nothing comes to mind right right away. I think you did a great job, and I think our conversation was, it almost went a little bit on that philosophical tone, but that's the nature of myself anyways, mm-hmm. uh, because I really believe in understanding the why behind whatever it is you're doing. Because for me, one of the things is once I understood why I do certain things, like for instance, I talked about meditation and yoga. Well, I tried to do a meditation yoga practice before because I just thought, well, like this is something that I can do to get myself healthy and to work on myself. But I didn't really understand why or I didn't have a purpose behind it. But now that I've got a purpose behind it and a why behind it, it carries me through. So I think what was really important in this conversation is that understanding whatever it is that you're doing, understanding at a deeper level, meaning go 100% deep into what you're doing. Stop playing on the surface if that's what you're doing. Mm. If you're dabbling or playing on the surface, you never get the full sweetness of a fruit until you crack it open and figure out everything that's in that fruit. Mm. And Mm -hmm. your business is the same way. If you're playing on the surface of your industry or your business, then you actually, you're missing the taste of it. Mm. The taste is by going going deep and really understanding it at its deepest levels. And as you go deeper into whatever it is you're doing, good chances is you find it may be like a never ending hole, right? You're like, you're, mm. you're digging and you're like, every time you think, oh, wow, I've discovered it, you know, a new taste, a higher taste to what I'm doing. I promise you there's an even higher taste. You just got to keep going down, keep seeking. Mm, mm, mm. So well said. So if people are resonating with you and they like your vibe and they love all this, and they want to connect and they want to find out more about becoming a freedompreneur, where do they go? They go to freedompreneurs.club. Got it. Can you spell that for us? Yeah. F-R-E-E-D-O-M-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S dot club, C-L-U-B. So freedompreneurs.club. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Nick. I really appreciate your candor and in coming and sharing your stories with us and helping hopefully inspire some people and get them to kind of, you know, shake off the dust if they're feeling a little beat up. I'm going to keep the life forward and maybe even just dig a little bit deeper either into doing what they're doing better, harder, faster, stronger, or finding a bigger reason why, or connecting with their strengths and hiring out their weaknesses, or again, surrounding themselves with a bunch of like-minded people, or connecting with a mentor, such as one of us, uh, or joining your Freedompreneur Club. Just get Getting out there and again, finding more meaning in their life and taking advantage of this life that we're given. It's not easy. That's right. There's good days, there's bads. But guess what? We don't really know what the alternative is. So <laughs> might as well make the most of it while you're here. So thank you for helping uh, share that message and try hopefully bring some happiness and satisfaction and purpose and meaning to some of our listeners' life. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you for doing what you're doing as well. It's amazing. It's fantastic. You've reached the end of our interview. Now first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, 
what can you give to someone else to help you with or give to them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better, and your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website, bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself. And remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.